You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last week, we talked with actress, writer, and entrepreneur Lydia Renee Darling as she shared stories of growing up in an immigrant household and then her own experiences of living and working in other countries as an artist. Now she's back to answer the final five questions in this bonus episode of Why I'll Never Make It. Well, let's get into these final five questions, and we'll actually touch on on some lessons as well. But for the first question, what do you remember most about your first professional show? So, if we're doing first professional theater show and not first professional like on camera, whatever, because oh boy, those were those were times. My my first professional show was um, actually at St. Louis Rep. And we did Pride and Prejudice. And my favorite aspect of doing that show was just how lucky I was with the people I was working with. It was a huge cast, very large, but it was like 20-something people. And every single one of them was an absolute gem. And um, people who came out from New York to do this job and came out to support us during our showcase, you know, people who continued to show us support. So I think that's what I remember most about that show was just the community that I feel like I still have with those people. And it was also right before the pandemic. So it's just such a a positive kind of comforting memory of this theater family I feel like I still have and I, I can still lean on for help. I agree with you. I performed in St. Louis a few times and it is a it's a great city to begin with, but then yeah, the the theater community around there, uh, I made some great friends when I've been there and it's it's one of those cities you may not think about when it comes to theater, but there's a there's a good good thriving community there. There really is and you know, going to Webster was so it, it I was just so in the heart of it in St. Louis. Um, you know, because our we shared that space with the St. Louis rep. And the Muni is fantastic and so many other great venues there and theater artists who are also doing this newer kind of fresh, like contemporary work and a lot of drag artists and a lot of my classmates and like upperclassmen and underclassmen were drag artists. So it was just such a vibrant community and I'm still really inspired by and try to try to look back on on the people that I worked with in St. Louis and try to bring more of those people into my life here in London, too, even though I'm thousands of miles away. Well, question number two, how has the industry changed most since when you first started? I think that a lot of the conversations 
around like representation and and inclusion and diversity were often happening in in these kind of closed door one-on-one conversations at least in my perspective as someone who is from you know a marginalized community it would be like me and a friend talking about how this this didn't feel right or what happened wasn't okay or we wish we saw more of this but there was no language for it yet or there was no one to go to for it yet and i feel like we have made such strides in even just the past like 10 years in terms of like actually having more of those conversations in the open and understanding that you know when someone shares those things with you to be an active listener and to not jump on the defense you know i it really is encouraging to me and i think that is probably the biggest change i've seen and particularly in the last three years because of you know the th- things like the pandemic and and black lives matter and, and george floyd and all those larger cultural context i think those are the biggest like changes we've made and i am really encouraged by where things are going i think um particularly at the minute it's kind of a, a difficult time in the world between the pandemic and kind of transitioning out of it and it's very difficult with you know kind of like you mentioned to economically create art right now uh, but I'm encouraged by the fact that we have more of these conversations openly and people also feel empowered to strike and unionize, for example. Um, so I feel like we're we're on a good path moving forward. And number three, we touched on this briefly, but now I want to get what exactly success or making it means to you. Yeah. You know, it's a question I ask myself often, and I think it's also normal for it to change. But I feel for me, making it is being able to share the stories of people in my community and have it be heard and be embraced. And it's also doing work that allows me to support more people who, although they may be from a very different place or a very different culture, have experienced what it's like to be you know, left out or, or alone or overlooked. Um, and I think for me, it's it's that mission um, versus like, I want to be an actor full time or <laughs> I, you know, would like to make X amount of money. I think it's reframing it to what can I do to support? And I know I'll have made it when I reach that place um, where I'm able to support my community, you know, and, and have them be heard. Yeah, it's a matter of being uh, a more meaningful artist rather than maybe a famous one. Right. Right. And I think, you know, it's great to like Hamilton, for example, I mean, it reached so many people. And I think that is really helpful for conversations. But I think it it doesn't have to be that far reaching to have impact. You know, what communities and micro communities are you reaching and and word will spread. and, And I look at it more that way now than I think I used to in my pre pandemic years. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, number four, describe a personal lesson that has taken you a while to learn or one that you're still working on to this day. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the one I'm still working on is, you know, kind of like we talked earlier where you're, you're trying not to compare yourself and to stay in your own lane. And it is very difficult. I think it's human to compare because we are social animals um, and we will always feel that kind of need for acceptance or, or to know that you are not alone in your decision making or your choices. But I think for me, most important thing is is to choose my path, not someone else's. And that comparison, it's not just I'm looking at that person and boy, they're doing what I want to be doing, but it also directs it back to me like, oh gosh, did did I make a bad decision? Am I doing right. something wrong? Am I, you know, am I less than? Do those kind of questions come up for you as well? Yeah. And and I think um it's important to like also decide who has what you want in terms of their version of what you want, which sounds odd and kind of complicated, but like when I watch someone be successful now that I know and that I, I I love, I say, okay, what's my version of that thing? It's not how do I get what they have? It's how do I get to that level of fulfillment or like that that level of satisfaction because I, I see it in them. And instead of let's copy XYZ so I can get to this point, it's how did they discover this? What questions were they asking? You know, how did they determine this? Instead of asking for the answers, it's it's learning to ask the right questions about yourself and about what you want. And um, the more and more like successful people I have around me, the less I feel the need to compete in in the traditional sense of like, I also have to have that thing. And the more I feel like, oh, I want my version of that. And I want to befriend them. And I want to hear about their experiences instead of just like clawing up to get whatever they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our last question, what is the most useful advice that you have received and how have you applied it to your life or career? So this is a very recent conversation. And when I say very recent, I mean several hours ago um, with Kate Lumpkin, casting director extraordinaire, uh, a friend and a mentor and a coach and one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And um, she told me there is no stability in this field. And at first, I think that can seem scary. But one of the reasons I chose to do what I do and take a creative path, even though I am kind of this analytical, organized type A personality, was because I never wanted to be bored and I never wanted to regret anything. I always wanted to say, I tried this thing. I did this thing. And I think that hearing there is never stability is refreshing because you always have something new. And it also lets you know that if you're in a slow season of work, just wait three months and you have no idea what could happen, you know? And when you are in a busy season, it means savor it for what it is because in another three months, it might be a more relaxed season. And I think it helps me appreciate those seasons of life more when I'm in them. And when it is slow, I get to say, okay, 
I I can actually go around this beautiful city that I live in and see art in London and, and go to late night museums and parks and meet up with photographers and creative people instead of feeling like, well, this all has to be busy all the time. It's It's realizing that there are the ups and downs and that's part of it. And how can you make the most of it for yourself? And, you know, this lack of stability, this lack of certainty that comes with our profession, I think if utilized in the best way, it can also provide freedom because it means like, okay, that other path is one way, but I'm on my own path and I have the freedom to forge my own path, you know, that we've been talking about to forge my own way and figure out who am I as an artist and how is that going to best showcase itself? Right, right. I think I think that's so true. And I think what encourages me too is as a culture, I think different, more project-based working and the gig economy obviously has its larger issues, but I think because those styles of work are becoming more normal now as well, more and more people feel encouraged and empowered about having those different seasons of work. And it's not just, you know, restricted to actors and artists anymore. There are so many other types of fields that are now embracing that way of kind of working and living. And I think moving forward, it's it's going to be more sustainable to build work around your life. And I'm really excited to see that change happen. Well, this has been so enjoyable to talk to you. I have loved getting to get to know you so and fun. getting to hear your stories. So I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing them. Thank you. I just, I love hearing all of these stories from such like a wide array of, of professionals who have been doing this. And I feel like hearing those stories helped me kind of make decisions about choosing my own path and kind of what I said about how you decide to get your version of what what they have. Um, so just really grateful to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so nice to just like meet you and, and get to chat for a bit. So I'm, I'm glad we got to do this and, and really thank you for reaching out. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my own bubble of podcasting and it's people like you that, that take the time to find me and reach out that, uh, you know, broadens my own circle. So I, I appreciate that. No, it was it was lovely. And I have been such a fan of the show. And like, I think the Broadway Podcast Network just has so many great like gems for the theater nerds of our community to kind of get together. And it just feels like such a lovely little little circle. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode and to get more bonus content like audition stories and listen to these conversations ad free then become a subscriber by going to whyillnevermakeit.com and click subscribe, or just look for the link in the show notes. Well, until next time, I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is Why I'll Never Make It. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together 
we rise. This summer, don't be left without air conditioning. Call Care Heating and Cooling and get on a care plan to protect your family. With a care plan, you get system maintenance and priority service in case of emergency, giving you peace of mind. Plus, a well-maintained air conditioner runs more efficiently and saves you money. At Care, their service technicians are paid to fix your AC, not sell you a new one. And their award-winning team is available seven days a week. Call Care today at 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company, you can trust.